and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see movies we haven't seen before, and then we give you those very fresh impressions to you, the listener. Uh, today we saw a movie called Bright Burn. This is Jack called Jessica that you're hearing. I'm Robert Anderson. It's nice to it's nice to see you guys again. Nice to see you again. Nice Robbie. to see you as well, Jack. Thanks. So yeah, we saw Brightburn. It is a, I had the name up, it is a David Yarovsky joint. Yarovsky? Uh, Yarovsky? Is that how you think you say it? It's Kolodzeski. Kolodzeski? Yeah. A David Kolodzeski joint uh, written by two uh, Gun brothers, Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. I guess Yarovsky. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, why not? One could say it that way, probably. One could say that. Uh, produced by James Gunn, the uh, no longer shunned. He's back. He's back. Better yeah. than ever. Yep. No, well, now he's got two movies, so... Yeah, so there you go. Thanks, internet, Thanks. for that one. Um, so, yeah. So, we saw Brightburn. Um, Jack, what's the... What's, like, the pitch of Brightburn? Evil what's, Superman. Evil Superman. And we kind of went into this pretty much just knowing that. The trailer really pretty much sets up... That. Parents... They live in Kansas. Mm-hmm. A meteor falls out of the sky. Inside that meteor is a baby. They adopt that baby as their own. And then he turns evil. Right around the same time that Superman would turn good. Yeah. And that's well, the whole premise. I think that, are you implying that Superman started off evil and then was like, I'm actually going to be a good guy? Uh, okay. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. Right around the time Superman gets his powers. Right. And power decides manifests. what he wants to do with that power. Because as I'm sure you know, Robbie... With great power... Comes... Great... Responsibility. Yep. That's it. I was yeah. trying to think of like a funnier like line to put in there. But with I just great got, strength comes mm. great calves. That's true for you, at that least. That is true for me. Yeah. I do have great strength in my legs uh so yeah Pretty good cats what's uh thanks what's uh what's your hot take on brightburn Jay? i listen it's Ooh, it's already starting like this it's fine it's fine i guess not really i didn't care for it i'm gonna okay. try not to be mean to it okay uh but i don't think it's really successful in any of the things that it's trying to do mm-hmm. um besides hey what if superman was evil yeah uh which like okay Mm -hmm. sure but beyond that um i think it's trying to go some places um about you know parenting and kind of the i think we've seen that either we've realized it more kind of growing up you know being an not that you, either of us have kids, but like right. coming more into the age where we would be in the like range where we could have kids. Sure. Um, that sort of anxiety of raising a kid and a kid getting to the age where they're changing and your relationship with them is changing. Um, you know, some of the, the, the ideas behind that, the anxieties behind that and, and you know, applying that to horror. Um and I think some of that is there, but I don't think any of that is really lands in any way. Um, and I also just don't think it really works as a horror movie. Like, I don't think any of the tension of that kind of idea of a horror movie is there. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I think the movie is fine. Um, there are parts of it I liked. 
Um, I found it like, especially in the beginning, kind of very choppy. Uh-huh. The movie kind of has like a really like lightning pace, and it's kind of like bulldozing through some like pretty sloppy first act. That I think, yeah, I think it gets better as it, it gets definitely, going. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I agree with you there for sure. It gets better. Uh, that first act is definitely it is weak. Um, which we'll get into a little more. With yeah, spoilers. we the first half of uh, Hot Takes is always spoiler free, and then we tell you about spoilers after the ad. So stick around, um, especially if you've seen the movie. But yeah, I. Uh, it's just it's one of those movies where it's like it's not that it's like hard to talk about but just like you know we kind of come to the microphone a little bit zapped the energy because it was like not super exciting of a movie um, it's sometimes though when it comes to talking about movies that don't nail nail it i think there can be more of an interesting discussion of like where it works where it doesn't work yeah. so i definitely have some stuff to say about that that i'm gonna leave Post-spoiler, but kind of what I was already setting up with, like, I think there are cool ideas that you can play with Mm -hmm. in that space, but I think largely because of the sloppiness of that first act, and I'll get more specific about that in spoilers, but because the relationship between the kid, um, Brian is his name, um, and his parents... Doesn't really have any sort of time to establish Brand, itself. Brandon, actually. Br- Brandon? Brandon Br- uh, uh, Breyer. All right. Well, Brian Breyer. No, no. I, 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 it's a, it's, a, I it's get it. a good mistake. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brandon. You don't zap me. Please don't zap he, me. He probably won't forgive me, honestly. No, that's true. He takes things very personally. Um, yeah, because that, that relationship doesn't have a lot of time to breathe and yeah. get set up in the first act. When things go bad later, it's, it's a, not doesn't yeah. work as well. It's a very it's it's a very surface level movie. Yeah, there's not a lot of subtext I think going on in there, and if in the times where there is, it's like pretty on the nose. Um, I yeah, that's I mean that's just kind of my main gripe with it. it yeah. It's a little bit more like Omen than it is like maybe like don't say it, Babadook. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. If, if we have yeah. these on, like, spectrum of, like, sure. spooky kids, yeah, right? Yeah, spooky kids, yes. the horror movie. Omen's on one end, and then we got uh, Babadook on the other. Sure, okay, yeah. This movie is a little bit more on the Omen side, which, you know, is not the best movie ever. Yeah, I mean, it's closer to not even, really. There's a movie I watched fairly recently. Um, it's on Amazon Prime Video now mm-hmm. called, I think it came out last year. It's called The Hole in the Ground. Okay. And it's very much going for that kind of like uh, the Babadook vibes are there for sure. Okay. Looks really good. It's got that idea of a child that is it's more like a changeling kind of scenario where oh, like the the child comes into question like what's up with it? Mm-hmm. It's being weird. Yeah. Um and the relationship with the mother is kind of the main point there. And I kind of had similar problems with that movie where if you don't establish the bond up front when things start to change, mm-hmm. there's no, there's there there is no change for the viewer because you don't know any different besides what they're showing. Yeah, to me, this kid's always been creepy exactly. in this movie. Yes. You know, to me, it's like we're seeing this kid. And I'm just like, he kind of has always he's he's kind of been creepy to me right. as the viewer right. the whole time. You know, and I think you know if the movie was not trying to do anything else, it was trying to be that super that surface level kind of thing, and yeah. like. 
that would be fine. But then again, I don't think it really works as a horror movie. I don't think any of the the, the tense moments really connect in a way yeah. that I think they were hoping to. I mean, I think, you know, I think part of building tension is having us in the seat, like, either knowing something that the characters don't know, which is that's one way to build tension. Um, show them the bomb. Show them the bomb. If you show us the bomb. Um yes. But then also, like, maybe try and, like, show us, like, the unexpected. I don't think there are any of the tension moments in this movie that I was surprised by at the end of it. No. You know, where I was like, oh, no, I don't want so-and-so to be so-and-so'd, but I know it's it's going to happen. You're basically or, waiting for, like, what level of, like, gore are we going to get with it. Right. Or, you know, establishing characters that you have a connection with or you feel some sort of empathy for that you yeah. don't want to see get murdered. Right. Um, and I, I just don't think this movie really works in any of those ways, no, which is a bummer. I mean, I think yeah. what I'm feeling more than anything is disappointment because both you and I have been, you know, we've seen the trailers for this movie. We've we were kind of, been lo- yeah. kind of been looking forward to it for a while. The first trailer, I remember being like, yo, this movie is going to rock. Yeah. I am in on this and movie. And then in the later trailers, they started to show, they started to do the thing where like, we're going to show you this whole fucking movie in this trailer. Yeah. Um, which whatever, kind of a lot of movies do that now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just kind of bummed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, at first I was, before seeing this movie, when hearing about this movie originally. Yeah, because it's been out for about bit. a weekend now. So, like, the reviews yeah. and everything are, are in. Yeah, but even, like, you know, I try to avoid looking at reviews ahead right. of time anyway. But um, just when I had heard the premise of this movie, mm-hmm. of, like, well, with Superman, but what if he was evil? Yeah. I kind of think that's an ill-conceived idea anyway from the get-go in this, the year 2019, to have, like, an alien allegory mm. be just evil oh, for the sake of evil yeah um you know <laughs> with all the takeaways that you can get from that yeah uh, but i don't the, think this movie entertains those too I, much. no it's yeah. not going that direction at all because you you talked to me about that anxiety before because i remember we were both hot on it and then like we were talking about it another time we were just like yeah i'm a little afraid of like what this movie could say about like this film uh critiquing like Immigration. Immigration, yeah. things like that. And like, ooh, that maybe could be a scary take. Especially, you know, nowadays, um, you know, Superman is is used in a lot of like conversations of being like, well, that's a good immigrant right there. He comes from outer space, he does good things, yeah. he's he's an American, you know, like blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Like he's he's used as an allegory for, you know, how immigration is a good thing. And, right. you know, even that, you know, that allegory is dated, let's say. Sure. Um, but this movie is not. But you know, if you're going to do Dark Superman, then all of a sudden you're inverting that allegory as well. Yeah, you which know? is tricky territory. Tricky territory. But I don't think they were going that way with this at all. No. Um, it's much more about parenting. family, yes. parenting. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which again, that's that I think that kind of idea is fertile ground to explore. And I just don't think yeah. this movie really... I think there's there's a lot of like you know plates they they start spinning but they don't never like really kind of keep it going no, you know there's a lot of really interesting threads yeah no. and it's just yeah. kind of a bummer there um, are shades of it I think I hell yeah um and again it's, it's a short movie too it's yeah it's not too long um Jeez, you know coaster. I, the it's, coasters are supposed to make less sound I Robbie. know it's because they're wet and the condensation uh-huh. uh, I'm picking it up with the paint a with paint a picture with your words yeah so the no, glass no, the glass is wet. 
and then it's getting wet onto the coaster. And then when I lift up the glass, there's like a suction scenario happening uh-huh. with the coaster. And then when I pick it up, it like makes that. a sound. You it's see? fascinating radio. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have much else to say pre-spoiler. We can maybe get into specifics on what worked and what didn't work for us. Yeah. But that's pretty much all. I mean, you know, um, I thought all the performances were fine. Yeah. Um, I thought they were, they're they're doing what they're supposed yeah. to do. I think Elizabeth, the kid the kid was Elizabeth cool. Banks, yeah, pretty fine. David Denman, who I only recognize from uh, his early stint on The Office. He's a, he's a big guy. He's, he's a, a big guy. Big man. <laughs> oh, he was in Logan Lucky, thirteen hours. Uh, he was in the Power Rangers movie. Oh, who was he in the Power? Is he like a dad? Some shit. Probably. The dad. Probably. Mm. Yeah, I recognize him from The Office. Yeah. Um, He's he Pam's... Pam's uh, original... Fiancé. 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 Um, yeah, I thought. I actually thought he was, he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, There's some moments his, in there with His him. arc in the film is probably one of the more interesting ones, um, which we'll get into later. But yeah, I mean, do you do you recommend seeing this movie in theaters? Probably not. Yeah, I think this is a you know if you want to. Obviously, I'm not gonna tell you how to spend your fucking money, but if you if you really want to see it, go see it. But unless you know, it's gonna be at Story Screen Beacon, a fine theater establishment, you can the, spend your money at there. In fact, whatever. Robbie, you would encourage them to purchase Here's, a T-shirt. I usually say for the end, but you could always buy a fucking T-shirt at the theater, yeah. and I encourage you to do that. The thing about Story Screen also. If I may. Oh, boy. Story Screen Beacon Theater. We don't show a bad fucking movie in that place. We've never shown a bad movie at Story Screen Beacon Theater. We only opened since February. We haven't shown a single bad fucking movie. We're only showing good movies there. Name you one know, bad gonna movie. Ha- I'm going to have to check the tape on that one, but I think that might be... Yeah, I think it checks out. I think that might be a true statement. Even more questionable, you know, like Roadhouse. Questionable. Cult classic, though. Cool classic. Stand the test of time. What weathered, are you do with weathered that? away like a like it's a diamond now, you know? Right. A diamond in the rough. Only gets better with age. Exactly. Like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze wine. Brand. TM. Patrick Swayze only gets better with age. Ooh, he looks that you know, I, I saw Roadhouse for the first time the other day. I went wow. to I went to the theater where uh-huh. I work. And you had a good clock. you had a good experience, I'm I'm assuming. It was a great time. The popcorn was delicious, the seats were very comfortable, and Patrick Swayze was on the entire screen almost the entire time. There you go. He's in what, most of the scenes. What more could one ask for? You tell me, listener. Um, so yeah, I also recommend like you know if you're not jumping at the whatever that chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit. I was jump, gonna say jumping, jumping at, the, at the jumping at pond. the at the pond. Uh, you know, maybe maybe don't rush out to see this. I have a feeling it's gonna hit streaming services uh, probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, I don't think this movie did especially well over the weekend. I saw an article where it, I think it did six mil over the weekend, which Ooh, is not great. Not so good. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine Maybe this budget, movie. I don't think it cost a ton. Can't imagine make. it cost a lot to make. No, I don't think so. It um, seemed like it was a passion project that James Gunn helped produce off the ground and it got made, you know? Yeah. I mean, his cool. brothers, for the writing credits, have not written a lot of. Uh, no. And listen. We're probably being fairly hard on this movie because we... High expectations. Yeah, I was just a little bit disappointed in it. It's fine. It's a, It executes an original idea um, fairly well. I just think, you know, when, when you're a couple of, like, nerd virgins like we are, mm-hmm. 
you know, and you hear. I don't have time to have sex. I only I think about movies. I wasn't judging. And I know. And I'm in the same boat. Who has the Who has the time? Not me. Or the juice, even. Nope. Guy the Zippo. I'm thinking about movies nonstop. Even when I, don't, when I stop talking to you, I think about movies a little bit, a little more. Before wow. I go to bed, I think about one more. I think about Toy Story 2. I think about Toy Story 2. I think about Zerg. I think about like how that was a really great villain, and they and he has "I am your father" line. I thought that was really and cool. And it's tough to have sex when you're thinking about Zerg. It's tough to have sex when you're thinking about Zerg. That's a t-shirt. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So when we hear it's the pitch, when we hear We're the trying pitch, to say it's fine. <laughs> you hear the pitch of Dark Superman. You're like, yeah, cool. Yo, give me some of that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, give me more of that. Why not? Uh, and you know, we can uh, stick around for us talking about more specifics about the film. We can maybe. You know, illuminate a little bit more of what we didn't like, and and actually, you know, I think it will be a good avenue for for us to talk about you know the things we did like because the movie's not complete garbage. It's it's fine. It no, does no. what it needs to do. Definitely well. not. And there are a decent amount of things that I do actually like about it. So All right. we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you have not seen Brightburn um, and you don't want it spoiled, get out of here. Or if you do want it spoiled, come on in here. Bye, t-shirt. Bye. Hello and welcome back to Hot Takes, where we're talking about Brightburn. I'm going to tell you who dies, and it's everybody. And thank you again for listening. Goodbye. Uh, so yeah, so now we're in the spoiler section for uh, Brightburn, the movie about the boy who is bad and has the powers that could be used for good, but he chooses otherwise. The boy who burned bright. Yeah, he did. They gave him laser vision. That was cool. They did. So... Uh, one of the things that I thought was like cool initially, and then I didn't really think they did a ton with, was the whole like B thing in the classroom. Okay, because they, you know, they're I, they're using this, I think, as a vessel to explain like what he could be from, like this hive mind mentality, and how they're wasps and um, people or bees that work at the hive and things like that so they're more aggressive like aggressive bees like wasps and otherwise and they have this classroom dynamic and he knows all this shit about bees and i thought they're gonna get into like you know i thought what the movie was gonna kind of try and posit was like he is like this hive mind he's just like a, a, a one unit of this like bigger function and he's getting like called to to like do these things but he's not as in control of what he's doing and that happens like a little bit. Well, or the idea that one wasp, does he say this specifically? That one wasp can go into like, uh, yeah, yeah, he says he this. He does say that He says like oh, okay. the, the wasp, there's a species of wasp that can't make its own nest. So it invades the nest of bees uh, so and then takes over that nest by killing all the bees. So then they're saying he's, he's that. Take he's a words. colonizer, basically. Ah. Um, because he's sent to a planet, just like Superman. The whole idea, isn't the whole idea of no, Superman Super, is- Superman got sent to Earth because Kryptonia was, like, getting fucked up, and they were just like, we need to send our son to anywhere else but here. Okay, then he's die. Goku. Who, which one? Okay, so Saiyans- Yes, so okay. Saiyans are a warrior race mm-hmm. who send a child out to a foreign planet. Okay. And then the child- Basically grows up, and since Saiyans are such a strong warrior race, that child is able to basically wipe out the entire planet. But Goku's and take over. like, I'm good though. Goku bumped his head, so he forgot to be bad. And then he was raised by his grandpa Gohan, and he became good. 
and he is a pure soul. That's good. He kind of acts like somebody who 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 suffered a head wound as a child, in that he is um, a lot of anime protagonists do. He's very pure. He's very pure. Simple man. Uh, simple all taste. he wants to do is fight. <laughs> well, I guess in Brightburn, this character, I guess I don't like fully understand the motivations of the kid. So here's the thing. Yeah, break it down. You talked about that bee scene. Yeah. And sure, yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of where they're going with the, the, you know. Not into like Spider-Verse where they're just like, quantum physics, real quick. Well, the thing is. your exposition-ish. My issue, so we talked about the first act in the pre-spoilers. Yeah. And, you know, they open this movie with Elizabeth Banks and her husband. Um, who's getting, the, the actor's name? I already forgot. Getting uh, from the Yeah. Well, they are trying to have a kid. They can't yeah. have a kid. No. They set that up with all the pregnancy books, how to get pregnant stuff. They're mm-hmm. struggling to have a kid. And then, lo and behold, this kid comes from the sky. Space. The, scor- the stork drops him off yeah. um, in a spaceship. And they raise him as their son. And mm-hmm. you get this kind of montage of them raising a kid. And then you get a little bit. The, like Kind of the first thing is... Pretty much immediately, Elizabeth Banks looking for her son and going into the barn. And you get this, like, scene that's, like, trying to be creepy because the music gets all and creepy. The wh- and the whistling. And the too. whistling. Yeah. And then he jumps out and spooks her. Mm-hmm. Spook it. Spook it. Um, so, right away, that's a red flag to me as... This being a horror movie and me being like, oh, no, this is not going to do it. Because it's like a cookie cutter be- scare. Before kinda. they even establish who this mother is, who her son is, whether she loves her son, whether her son is already creepy. Like you're just she goes into this barn in broad daylight and they cue the spooky music like, mm-hmm. oh, no, something's going to jump out of you. And then he jumps out and it's a like a jump scare. Like none of that. Tension is set up in a way that we talked about again in the yeah. pre-spoiler. Like, who are these characters? Why is this supposed to be a tense moment? Like that they're just playing for the cheap scares, pretty much from the jump, yeah. which was immediately red flag. And then you kind of there is no real establishment of the relationship between this family dynamic. Really, kind of the only spoken lines this kid has is that B scene. Mm-hmm. Before he before the ship starts talking to him and he starts to go full creepy. Yeah, falling crazy. Which is like, you know... I have no sympathy for this kid. And I, I guess the movie... I mean, the, there... There is no other personality for this kid besides creepy, now the ship is talking to me so I'm evil. Yeah. Well, he does talk to the girl, or the girl talks to him. And she's like, hey, smart guys get all the tail one day, wink, wink, uh, in the classroom. And that's like all you you get, and then that that has the, Which the subplot only, that starts there, only done to set up his physical violence against a twelve year old girl. Yeah, as kind of like the in initiation of him going bad. Mm-hmm. Which you know there is the, one of the scenes I did like to talk about this, sure. which happens after. The kid had already started to go creepy because mm-hmm. of the ship. Is the moment he has with his dad in the woods when he's trying to give him the talk after the find the oh, weird yeah, spank bang material. Funny. Yeah, um, you know, and that's the kind of stuff like 
trying to be a parent, trying to raise a kid, a kid hitting puberty, getting real fucking weird. Yeah. And trying to like deal with their changes as as a first time parent, especially with a kid who's adopted, who's like not really from you, but you still love him and raise him as your own. And you're yeah. trying to deal with all those those weird things happening like it's kind of there you can see where they want to go with it mm-hmm. but there's no again there's no change from this from the kid from Brandon because yeah all we know him as the viewer is he's creepy from the get go yeah well i guess you know he's 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 not really anything. I don't even say he's creepy from the get-go. He has this weird jump scare. He's nothing from the get-go. He's zero. And then he's, he's completely He's creepy. zilch. Yeah. Yes. He goes zero to creepy, like, really fast. And then, like, you know, it, it, the movie is kind of positing a little bit the idea that he is, is, his connection to the mothership is starting to come back to life or is coming to life. Right. And he's which is becoming puberty. indoctrinated, which is just puberty, which right. that's how we all got our hair. Yeah. All of a sudden, you... Just get fucking weird right yeah. around the time you're which 12. Which is fine. For no reason. Which is fine. Like, I'm cool with the ship, like, starting to talk to him. I actually yeah. like the effect of, like, the red glowing ship mm-hmm. and the, like, creepy... The pod. Like, I like that. That's yeah. cool. Uh, but... Yeah. I just... The, the movie... I'm trying to think of, like, some of the other threads and, like, what I described earlier is, like, spinning plates and, like, kind of keep speed, like... um. Yeah, the ship talking to him. The B thing that makes a little bit more sense to me, so I rescind that. Um, I, I guess think the B thing is a fine idea. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool enough. But it's just there and not really anything else. Yeah. I guess, like, him immediately assuming that he's a superior being. I guess him, like, even just, like, loving his, like, powers or, like, understanding them so quickly, I thought was, like, a little strange. Yeah. I mean, there's also the phenomenon there of the 12-year-old who starts to realize, and again, this ties back into the girl telling him he's smart, like... Yeah. The kind of smarty pants, kind of little shit kid, where it goes Mm -hmm. right to their head right around the time they... Positive affirmation gone bad. Right around the time they hit puberty and they start to realize, like, oh, I'm smarter than everybody else. They mention, like, he's in the one, one one-tenth of his class. Mm -hmm. He's, like, very high in his class. Yeah. Um, So, right around the time he's starting to get maybe a bit of an ego, lose some innocence from puberty. He's also realizing, like, I'm smarter than everybody else. I'm superior to everybody else. And then he realizes also he's an alien, and also he realizes he has powers, and he's maybe invincible. Yeah. Except for the ship can't hurt him. Yeah. That's his Krypton. Kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, it's a ship. There you go. So, yeah. like, you know, all that stuff is there. I just don't think any of it's very interesting. Yeah, I think the the movie... What the movie is trying to do... And if this is what the movie is trying to do, then it does it, is try to do this, like, evil Superman story that is a horror movie. So it's like, you know, the, the genre is horror. Uh-huh. The plot is, you know, Omen, Lucifer Child meets Superman. Uh-huh. And I think the movie is far more concerned with just kind of, like, Telling that story, then, like, some of the... When I hear that pitch, the questions to me are just, like, well, how would the Kents, like, really handle this? Uh Or, like, what what does Superman... What would Clark Kent, if he was, like, to be tempted to go bad or to have this, like, arc, like, what would he grapple with himself morally 
you know, to avo- to avoid certain things or to make certain things happen. Right. And so, like, in this movie, like, you know, I just feel like we just didn't have enough time with, like, the parents being introspective or the kid being introspective. Like, none of that's there. And There's like, no really maybe this conflict. Isn't, no, but maybe yeah. that's like just that. That's not what the movie is about. Like maybe I'm ex- I'm expecting like something that's not really supposed to be in the movie to but be in it. The movie seems really uh, interested in just getting to extreme gore like as soon as possible, uh, yeah. which it does, and the gore is fucking gross. Yeah, um, it is over the top gore. Which if you're into that, there's that. Um, but I. There's been a lot of eyeball stuff in movies lately. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it. Yeah. Um, this one especially was fucking gross. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the, there's, there is that idea of like, you know, Clark Kent was raised by parents who showed him love yeah. and taught him to be a good person. Goku was raised by Gohan <laughs> who showed him love and taught him to be a good person. And like... Because of those things, because of that upbringing, he was they those two both were able to kind of use their powers to be uh, for good. Yeah. Brandon never really we never really see any sort of like negative experiences in his life. Like we're kind of only shown again. We're not really shown much, but for all intents and purposes, his parents seem to be loving parents who treat him well. Yeah. He has all the opportunities. He is given like there's no like conflict or tension in his life. It seems the idea that you know it's 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 the it's the ship whispering to him that makes him kind of be bad, I guess. And which that's like, it. Yeah. which I buy that. I almost wish that we had more time with like because they kind of keep the the alienness of him veiled in secrecy. Uh-huh. You know, it's like the the mystery of the movie, or not even the, not the mystery to be solved. You see him fall like, from the sky. You see him fall from the sky, but it, it more so just like what like this extraterrestrial entity looks like is like look. You know, like what is it? Um, and like I almost wish that like almost like you know Emperor Palpatine to Anakin before he goes Darth Vader is like the like whispering and kind of being like you're so much stronger than all these fucking people. You could totally do this thing. Blah blah blah. I mean, you know, maybe. And I'm talking, like, maybe even, like, just a little bit of that. A little bit more of just, like, you know, it's the idea of, like, the alien ship is his real home. Uh So maybe they could sway him to do these things on this planet, you know? Yeah. Or even, like, I I think what was missing for me was there is no conflict between parents that have shown him only love that... We don't really know how he feels about his parents because that's never really set up. But, like, there's no yeah. kind of conflict between, like, this thing is pulling me to be bad, but my I have, parent, like, a family who has shown me love. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of goes full sociopath, like, immediately. Right. Which, also, that could be where they're going with. And it, But the, the thing that's a little bit confusing, I think, to me as a viewer is the perspective, really. Like, is this really perspective from Brandon or perspective from the parents? Because it kind of divides the time between the two. Yeah. While favoring neither of them. Um, Which I think either of those perspectives is interesting, but there's no... You kind of said this right up top. There's, like, nothing other than the surface. Right. And the surface really just gets to, what if Superman was evil? And then he kind of fucks shit up for an hour and a half, and that's sort of it. Um, you know, and again, we're, uh, we're reading into this and projecting a lot onto this movie Yeah, because I think both you and I really like the, the 
or or at least interested in the idea that this movie is setting up and then it kind of doesn't really go too many places with those ideas even if it shows some of the shades of those ideas being in there yeah um badger's there Badger's there. He gets um, murdered pretty good. One of the um, one of the scenes that I did like from this movie is Badger sitting in the truck, just being like, "Nope, nope, don't want to." Nope. nope. He sees the kid just floating there. But one of the things I didn't like is how pretty much in every horror moment, I'm mm-hmm. using scare quotes here, they just kind of show him show up like for a second, yeah. and he's wearing that creepy mask, and then he disappears the next time you look there. Like they do that. Pretty much every time that the spooky movie, the spooky music kicks in, yeah, and like that's kind of it. That's all they've got for the scares, and then they use extreme gore, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little like cookie cutter in terms of genre in that sense. Also, does the fucking annoying, annoying horror movie tropes where one parent sees something weird and then the other parent sees something weird. And neither of them say anything to each other until it's way too late because no reason, basically, Um, which, you know, horror movie trope, but also just just tired, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before where we are living in an age where we're kind of getting more grown up horror movies or like the horror genre has grown up a little bit. So we've gotten more of like art house horror from our hereditaries, from our... It comes at night from our. There's been more exploration. Night in the woods. There's yeah. been there's been night not not night, night in the woods. It, it comes at night. It comes at night. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Um, night in the woods is not spooky. Night in the woods is not spooky, but it is good. Yes. I do like it. Um, it. Yeah, there's been other exploration in the genre. Um, yeah. and this, like you said, is more Omen than it is Baba Duke. Yeah, which is also fine. Like you know, it's an hour and a half long movie. It's probably entertaining if you're not like we, you, like you said, yeah. nerd virgins like us that that stay up at night not having sex thinking about Zerg. But like you know, if you are one of those nerd virgins, which if you're listening to this, maybe chances are good that you are, and we love you for that. <laughs> um, it just didn't it didn't work for me. Yeah, and I think it didn't really work for me either. Like I had moments of feeling tense during the movie. Um, right before, like, some of the kills happened. But at the same time, like, you know, I would get to a point where the tension hadn't broke yet, and I'm just like, well, I know he's gonna do something to this character. Mm -hmm. I know he's gonna violently do a thing to this person. And then, like, you know, when you have, you know, I think it's supposed to be like, oh, now the sheriff is, like, on their tail. And I'm just like, what the fuck is he gonna do? Well, who gives a shit? He's just gonna get murdered, and he does. And then what's the mystery? We know it. So it's like, I don't really know, like, what the movie's, like, necessarily trying to do, you know? Like, yeah. And, you know, I can get down with some slapsticky horror shit. Like, the new Halloween movie came out last year, and I fucking loved it. But that I new... Loved it. But also that new Halloween movie... Has a movie lot going on, on under lot, the hood. Has a lot to say under the hood. Yeah. And, and, and takes the concepts that it established, that the original Halloween established in the, like, you know, decades ago. Right. And is expanding upon those in interesting ideas, in interesting ways. Right. You know? So, like... There's more to that kind of stuff. And mm. I think there is the potential. This movie had the potential to have more to it. Yeah. But it just I almost wish like wastes it. Yeah. I mean I think I think just like the scope of the movie is a lot smaller than I thought it would be. And like when we got like the um so Michael Rucker who is Michael the guy, Rucker. Yeah, which is like the best cameo ever. Uh 
That's the best 30 seconds of that movie. Hell yeah. But it made me be like, yo, why isn't that the movie? Like, why isn't that... Well, maybe that will be the sequel. I, do you think they, they make, make a sequel? Who knows? So. Me, probably but then not. That's but like, uh, if they do, then it just kind of turns into... Um, uh, what's the movie about the kids who have telekinetic powers, but then the one turns out to be bad? Oh, I never saw this movie, but I know what you're talking about. The Chronicle. Found, Chronicle, Chronicle, the found yeah. footage one. Yeah. yeah, which, like, you know, cool idea, but doesn't really, like... Cool idea, it doesn't necessarily land. It's another movie that doesn't have a ton going on under the hood of it. Uh-huh. Um, but it, like, looks cool. Uh, but, like, you know, the, 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 the stakes of that movie start off really small and then, like, kind of get really big and expansive. And uh-huh. I kind of, like... This movie... Does that like way later? That's like that's the credit stinger, you know. So you're yeah. just kind of like, all right, cool. Like he is colonizing Endor, destroying. He's taking the world essentially. Uh-huh. And you see in a sketchbook that he plans on just laser beaming it at a fucking. I don't oblivion. think that's what they meant if we're going with this whole wasp uh, idea. But okay, sure, yeah. yeah. So like you know, I just kind of wish like. Maybe we got to live in the greater world ramifications or, you know, I don't know. Again, I think that's what they had planned for the sequel. We'll see if that pans out or not. I, I did very much like yeah. Michael Rooker as fake Alex Jones. Yeah, that no, was that, was, good. that was fucking And they even perfect. set up the kind of whole uh, Brightburn cinematic universe there with all those other weird aliens <laughs> that Michael Rooker was Tentacle talking about. Tentacle Lady yes. and the uh, other one. Yeah, and Fishman. Fish yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, there's not, like, a ton else to say about the movie. I mean, we kind of, like, ran through it. It's just... It's a it's a little disappointing considering who's attached, uh, considering the pitch, and, uh... I mean, you considering know. who's attached, like, James Gunn produced this movie, but, like, yeah. the director and the writers have don't have a lot under their belt. Sure. So, like... As, like, a like kind of, like, a sophomore-run movie, it's cool. I'm excited to see what yeah, they do you know, going it's, forward. Listen, it's not a terrible movie. Like, we're talking a lot... Of negative and and what the movie could have done and what the movie didn't do, um, but like you know the director of this movie, um, uh, David Yarav Yaroveski, Yaroveski. That's yeah. I'm gonna go with that. I buy it. Uh, like, kind of has nothing under his belt so far, and like, there's nothing wrong with the direction of this movie. No, you know, um, I I think we we both agree that the writing could have been stronger. But, like, I think of that first act just, like, sold me yeah. a little bit more on, like, the family dynamic. Because it's not like it's not there. It's just, like, they're like, let's get to it the just fucking go stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Let's, like, get, let's get to the weird, like, jaw rip-off, rippy-offy, yeah. eyeball torture. I think that's, like, kind of the issue with, like, movies like this. And, like, you know, like, I, I, had, I have, like, some friends. I used to work with this one kid. And we talk about movies because he's like, you're the movie guy. I'm like, I am the fucking movie guy. This is a different job, not in the movie theater where everyone's the movie guy. But see, the thing happened to you. It happened to me too. Yeah. Um, That's foreshadowing, folks. Ooh, there you go. Or a callback. Um, So, and we were talking about like horror movies and he was like, yo, fucking Annabelle Curses Rises is like the hot shit right now. It's so good. I'm like, that movie looks like dog poop. Uh, I really like the Babadook. And he's like, I saw the Babadook. That's a boring pile of shit. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so that, that's kind and of like... that's how you go from the movie guy to the asshole. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, these entertainment properties, you know, they... You get something like Avengers, which appeals to, like, casual audiences and the nerd virgin who thinks about Zerg before he goes that, to bed. That manages to thread the needle between both. Exactly. Whereas a movie like this, I think, is trying to captivate more so, like... 
if we spend an hour talking about like this kid and dealing with like ideas of puberty and him like talking to his parents and like really diving deep on the inside and trying to figure out like what it means to be powerful that's cool right we're into that because i think about zerg before i go to bed right right before i don't jerk off but more often than not most audiences are just like can we get to the part where he's definitely gonna throw a car at somebody yeah can we just fucking get that going you know i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to want more but the reason that both of us are talking about it that much are is because we see those shades there and we want a little bit more and like the the potential is there Mm -hmm. but i mean like this is a competent movie i think it, it i think for what it's trying to do it does it very well I yeah, think considering I just, like I, how much money went into it, who's attached, what it's doing, like I wish the ambitions were a little bit higher. Yeah, because I, I see them there. I see yeah. the shades there. It's just such a cool pitch, you know. It's an okay pitch. I'm into it. I mean, I, I was super into the idea of it, but I guess I could read a uh, Superman. This Dark Sun is the one where I'm not the right person. Oh, you don't know. This. So there's one. I think it's called Dark Sun or something. Isn't like that, that Red Sun. The one where he's a communist. Yeah, I want to read that. I've never read that before. Because uh-huh. we all know communists are evil, right? Uh-huh. Well, I don't think it's the idea that he's evil. I think it's the idea that he just lands in Russia, so it changes like the power dynamic of you know the world at that point. Uh-huh. Instead of America having a, a Superman's, now Russia has a Superman's. What does that mean? In Russia, Superman's you? Yeah, I buy that. That was lazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting lazy. <laughs> Throwing out the Family Guy I'm jokes. I'm married now. I'm just lazy. <laughs> just watch Family Guy on repeat. I'll never stoop that low. Yeah, good. I will good. die. Sorry, Family Guy. Before that. Lovers, that show sucks. Now we're being the asshole again. Now we're being the asshole. Anyway. Anything else to add to the discussion? Nope. Jack Jackariah? Nope. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for listening to this episode of Stories Can Presents Hot Takes, the show where we do the thing that I told you about earlier. We're not the only podcast on Story Screen. Story Screen hosts many podcasts, both about seeing movies when you're drunk, seeing movies that are new, seeing TV shows when you're new or drunk. We cover all the things. Also, we now have a brick and mortar mom pa place where you can go see a fucking movie and buy a fucking t-shirt, and you can see me. Someone who's nice most of the time at the Story Screen Beacon Theater located in Beacon, New York. Bam. And tell you what, if you saw Brightburn and you loved it and you think we're totally wrong, you can come and talk to Robert Anderson, who most of the time will be at Story Screen Beacon. I actually would love to talk about that movie with anybody. Um, One thing I, I do try and say a lot is that I wish that we could engage more with our audience or have more of those conversations. So again, if you're listening and you want to talk to us about Brightburn, um... We here to listen and de- definitely down to have a good discussion. Please don't call me a dickhead. Be nice. Unless I'm being a dickhead, then you it's can easy for me us out. to be not nice because we're sitting here in my apartment and we're not in a safe space something. and we can just yeah. do that here. But you know, in public, be, be nice. nice. Yeah, Robbie's nice. You're nice. I nice am. Not, a lot of people say I'm mean, but I think I'm nice. You're in a better job now where you are no longer compelled nice. to be mean. People still ask me dumb shit, and I still try to be nice. And Birch gives me crap about not being nice, but I think most of it is crap, and most of it is him being honest and critiquing my performance. All right. Well, we'll talk more about this off air, Robbie. I think <laughs> you need. You need no, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. Just blink, no, no, I'm good. blink twice if you need help. No, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs>
Uh, please come to the theater. Please support uh, your local movie theater. We are very thankful for your patronage. And if you're listening, thank you very much. Uh, you can also find articles, reviews, all those things. Uh, Jack wrote a Drag Across Concrete article that went up a few weeks ago. Check that out. <sighs> If you want to know about that movie, uh, I wrote a Tuka and Birdie review, which should be going up shortly. Uh, if you want to know about that show, and uh, you know, we have an amazing team of people who make content for that website, so please check it out. Hell um, yeah! And hell guess what, Robbie? <gasps> guess what's soon? What? Guess what's right around the corner? What is it? Is it E three? It's Nerd Christmas. Nerd Christmas. We don't have sex. Yeah, Jack and I are gonna really try and do another talking simulator uh, about the E three. Pre-show and post-show. We're really so, hammering home this not having sex thing on this podcast. I just want everyone to know. Okay. The truth. Okay. That we don't do we don't do that nasty. Okay. Even after marriage. Especially. I'm waiting wait until death. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. So yeah, please. I uh, thank you for listening to this rambling. Thank you for all the things that you do. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you saw Brightburn, thanks. And uh, we'll see you around. Goodbye. Brian Gunn wrote Journey to the Mysterious Island. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't that it's on? Which is a movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Michael Caine. Hell yeah. Oh, shit, hey. um, uh, Mark Gunn's also attached to that. Okay. I guess they're like a writing team. This seems to be their first kind of like them projects. I believe they are Bravos. I'd imagine <laughs> Jerk. Oh shit. Yeah, they look like a writing team, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what's going on here. Why did that guy just go? Oh shit, he's Yeah. Oh, and it's produced by Sean Gunn, so. I thought it was produced by James. Duh. That's what I meant. Oh, James okay. Gunn. I was gonna say. Too many guns. Well, I was gonna say, there is a Sean Gunn. He you know what, Robbie? That's a problem with society today. Too many too guns. Too many guns. We need more gun control. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, I also think that. Oh no, that's, that's a Dunn. Branded Byers. No, Richard by Dunn. Dunn. That poor. The son of Richard Dunn. I hope. I hope. The love's gone. The love's gone. Okay. You can do it. No! Give me a little. Hey, it's me, Robbie, baby. No! Alright, you got I'm the cast scared, up? I'm scared. Hmm? Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Uh, David Damn Man. Damon. I've got uh, that, that kid is a uh, top build. His oh name is Jackson A. Dunn. Oh, that's where I know that kid. He's young. He's in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Oh, he's also in Black Panther. Okay. Getting around. Good for him. Good for him. All right.